episode 33 of Slam City. Guess who's back, guys? Say your name right now. I don't have to say my name. They recognize my voice. Because they recognize my voice. I've been here for three months. Look, not three months. <laughs> I, I, it's we, been three December, months. December. After Thanksgiving. It's the week. it's middle of the February. After Thanksgiving week. I was here, here December. I was there like the second to last show of the year. I was here. Weren't? Yeah, it was. I don't remember that. I don't probably either. <laughs> what do you mean, me neither? How long have you been on it? Ever since you dropped <laughs> off. He's got to be like calling me to, to, to come help him out. Yeah. Right. He doesn't like I'll being in a room man. by himself. He's and you're busy guys. Uh, I apologize, man. Nah, I'm not I, apo- I apologize to the, the various vast amounts of listeners to this show. I'm just happy to have you back in the building, dude. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah. man. Yeah. What 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 have you been up to? And not to turn been this applying into a- to law school. Got into law school. Blessed. Then you know, working. How's it freaking going? It's good, man. It's good. I'm just trying to live. Just we're trying, all, we're just trying to need. survive a Trump presidency we're right all, now. Exactly. That, that's the big one. Legal that's representation soon or sooner or later. I got you guys. In, this in, in three years, I got you guys. Okay, After so. I pass the bar, all you guys are covered. So I'm just maybe not s- Ray. <laughs> maybe not Ray. I'm just gonna stay in the house for the next three. Yeah, years. no, I've kind <laughs> of, I've, I've decided to, you know, kind of stick to staying in the house, not leaving. You know, just just enjoying the s- small sense of normalcy we have. What what it feels like about twenty five years into a Trump presidency when it's been about twenty six days. You mean Trumpism now? Because we're in the Trumpism era right now for like four years. Well, we don't even know. And, the, and then it doesn't help that the Knicks are terrible. I was just gonna say I'm just gonna <laughs> exist off of a diet of pure Papa John's and Nick fan tears. Yeah, it should sustain me because we know those tears will never end. Well, that's yeah. what we're gonna discuss first before we discuss all the All Star Weekend and the owners. I'm gonna actually talk about this owners thing in New York City. I thought it was an interesting uh, topic. Me and Jeremy were talking about the worst owners in New York. We'll get into that as well. But I want to talk about the Draymond Green situation because when I heard these comments yesterday, I was just like. Did he actually really say that on air or in a podcast or whatever? Because it's kind of offensive to a lot of people, especially for the Knicks organization, to hear him say that. Because the quote here was, well, one of the quotes here was, uh, you know, the man's a legend, treat him as such. First off, this is Charles Oakley. Why Mm -hmm. is he buying a ticket to the game? If I'm not mistaken, don't own that team when he was playing. It wasn't a problem when he was speaking out then. It wasn't a problem when he was protecting their superstars then. So if it wasn't a problem then, when he was doing it for all y'all why is it all of a sudden now when he's speaking out on something he don't like and now you want to disown him for your entire organization basically he said dolan has a slave master's mentality yeah that's why, that's why just to quote. cut you off to read that well next one he said that's a slave men- that's a slave mentality you're doing it for me it's not all good but now you're doing it against me or you're not necessarily against me but if you're speaking out against my organization it's not good anymore that's a slave mentality, a slave master mentality. That's ridiculous. It was all fine and dandy when he was laying people out, taking fines and all this stuff for the organization. But now, all of a sudden, when he says something that he feels it's a problem, I disagree with that. I definitely think, like I said, that's a slave master mentality. I don't know why he said that in the first place, though. Even if it is true. Because it's accurate. Yeah, it's true. Even if it is true, but... So that's why he said it. Like that, but in public like that? I mean, that's where it needs to be said. Oakley was arrested in public. Like, yeah. Oakley was forced out of his chair in front of it. See, I, I've never been a fan of public action, private apology. I've never been a fan of that. If you're going to do something to me out in public, the apology and any and all retribution also needs to be just as public. And, uh, yeah. I'm not mad at anyone who shouted out Dolan. In my opinion, he's one of the worst owners in the history of sports. I think everything that is coming to him is well-deserved. He hasn't fired Phil Jackson yet. Like, I, he, he's just the worst, dude. He's and the he, worst. And he called him an alcoholic. 
Yeah. He called him an alcoholic with anger issues. That's slander. Yeah. In three years, Jeremy can sue for that. Yeah. You know, I, I get him this. He doesn't know his basketball. He definitely knows his hockey because the Rangers have been at least consistent. No, the, the argument with that, the argument with that is he stays out of hockey. He doesn't. He's not. But involved. he's a big time hockey fan. He was growing up. So he so. go to the games because you own the team. So like, of course you go to the games. You pay everyone's salary. I might as well sit in the front <laughs> row. It's New York. It's not like it's like some like low rent city where no one goes to the games and it's not a staple to go. Like you go to a Rangers game, you see celebrities there. Of course, the owner's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? What's funny? The, what, what we saw with Charles Oakley, and we discussed it before, was that it's pretty much what the Knicks franchise has been all about—a dysfunction and toxic environment where you see a lot of this almost every season. Or they lose I don't think you see drama. not every year that nine guys surround maybe one of the 15 best players in franchise history and throw them out of the arena. Well, you don't see that, but you see always some kind of incident that they have every single season, whether it's off the court or on the court. I think and this is the low point. I, I, I think this is the low point. I've never seen anything the Starberry like this. era. Starberry? Yeah. It's, you know, Stephon Barberry and, yeah, and yeah. the whole well, Isaiah, Thomas Isaiah Thomas thing. Well, maybe well, maybe the low point was when Isaiah got sued for sexual harassment. Then they lost that case and paid out twelve million dollars. That might be the low point. What happened to the man we put in charge? Uh, Grunfeld, not Grunfeld. Yeah, Grunfeld. They no, fired him. No, 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 not Greenwald. Was that, was that the dude with the with the Pacers? Donnie Walsh. Oh, Donnie, Donnie Walsh. Walsh. Yeah, they fired him. We built a great team under him. They fired him. Yeah, I know. Like what? What? This is my problem with the Knicks. We just seem to do the most obvious bad choice. The, the, we pick the worst pick. Whatever it is there to do that seems to be in the face of the obvious. You hired a coach, and I get it. Phil Jackson is a name. I understand. Yeah. You're trying to get your uh, ticket your, sales. Your, yeah, you're trying to be like, you know, uh, my man who owns the Yankees for some uh, – just Steinbrenner? Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner. You're trying to get your Steinbrenner on. Steinbrenner always gets names. You're trying to get a big name. I understand that. I can also understand the concept of gambling on Phil Jackson. You can't uh, argue or, or negate the man's basketball acumen. Yeah, because at the time, everyone loved it. Right. It seemed everyone like a great idea. I can't lie. I, but was, I, think, I was convinced. I think people thought, though, maybe he could. That his coaching would, would, would translate, translate or, into his executive. Or at some point, he'd build the team like Pat Riley, and then mm-hmm. he'd step down like Pat Riley did when Shaq was with the Heat for a couple of years and actually coach the team. Right. But, but you right. know, what you guys knew, though, that he didn't really want the job. I mean, when you pay somebody $12 million to well, be president. He gave president, 60 for five. Yeah, so. I mean, when you pay somebody that amount, Can't knowing that you're that raising down. the price almost every day, then he could accept it. Because you can't turn down that. I mean, I wouldn't even turn down that. But if he didn't want the, we all know though he didn't want the job at all. And now you get the disaster in the past three seasons. They're under five hundred. They have a disaster roster almost every season. And this isn't a bad roster. It isn't a bad. They roster, don't fit. But the pieces don't fit. But it's not a bad team. I mean, he's gave out one bad. The Noah contract was which bad, was but, terrible. But the but the, the roster really isn't that bad. If you look at Derrick Rose, it's one year. Then he comes off the books. You have twenty million dollars theoretically before Dolan, you know, set the ship on fire, and you can't get any more free agents. You, know you could have right. got a free agent, maybe right. like a Chris Paul or. Uh, Dwayne Wade is a free agent, something like that. So you, you mean everybody who space. shouted him out publicly yeah. over Twitter for, yeah. for what he did to Oakley? <laughs> yeah, you kind of you kind of lost everybody there. And to go back in the '90s, James Dolan didn't own the team; his dad owned the team, and then yeah. they transferred ownership. So, like Oakley always said, that he's like, I never had a problem with James Dolan's dad, but all of a sudden, I have, James Dolan hates me, and um, it's pretty obvious. Like, it's not like one guy came and said, you know, Charles, you have to go. Nine He's people surrounded. surrounded the guy. Yeah. If nine people surround me, 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like, what the hell is going on? And if, don't touch me yeah. and everything else. And if not, because Charles did push the guy. That's true. But if you watch the video, the guy did put his hands on Charles first. And if nine guys are surrounding you, no matter how big you are, yeah, you're gonna uh-huh. push back. I look really bad. Though. Especially I'm when you start with "Don't touch me." Yeah. Like when when you hear a guy who's what six six six. Still looks like he's two hundred. Yeah, Charles. Pounds. Charles like, is probably the best, like the third best power forward on the Knicks team right now. Wow, <laughs> off the bench. Yeah, Everything. Charles. Charles is probably like other than Porzingis, is might be the best power forward on their team right now. Speaking of Derrick Rose, though, you know I had this this. Uh, I was thinking of this theory about Rose right now, what he is with the team. He's pretty much Raymond Felton on steroids because he can't defend for his life. He could just score, but he really. How can't about defend. the fact that he disappeared earlier this season for like three days, and that's still like the fourth least, the fourth most craziest thing to happen. Like seriously, seriously, the guy disappeared for a couple days, and that's the least crazy. That's you can't even maybe maybe makes the top four. Right. Of I this season, I don't understand, man. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand this guy's mindset. Who, then, Rose? Yeah, Rose. I'm mindset. not picking on Rose af- with all the stuff that's happening. Yeah, happened. at like, this point, who cares? He's <laughs> actually an effective point guard. Puts up 18 on offense. Can, yeah, I mean, look, he's having a good. Look at Jose Calderon. He's at Derrick Rose. Is actually having a really good, a decent year, given. You know he's playing. He's hurt, but if you look at his numbers, that everything's up over last season. The mid-range jumper is good. good. Yeah. The assists are good. The like, floaters. He can't shoot right. a three for his life. But you know. now, when you start talking about assists, we're talking about a team full of robots. That's the coaching. <laughs> if I make yeah. a move to the basket and the defense collapses and no one else is moving, and then I got to jump up in the air and find a place to pass, and everybody is settled comfortably in one spot where the yeah. defense knows to go defend. That's not up to me. I can't get assist up if you're not going to be mobile and hit. Courtney Lee should be moving to the basket. Yeah. Courtney Lee should be cutting and slashing. Same thing with Holiday. Same thing with – I don't understand why these guys don't move. The only guy who seems to move and make any kind of – Melo Mel- doesn't move. The only guys who, who pivots is Willie Herman Gomez. Yeah, he's actually been Plus, you look at the triangle offense system that they're running. You can look at all of Phil's point guards. None of them average 10 assists a game. It's because the triangle is always focused on ball movement. They get passing, finding the open man, finding the open cutters. Like no, no one guy is gonna get ten assists in that system. But if you're not cutting, well, they don't, they quit. It's obvious. They, they mm-hmm. there's there's significant differences with Hornacek and that team. So it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious. What, They're what? terrible. They've lost. Well, it's like what, like twenty or twenty one of the last twenty eight games. It's like they a lost disaster. Seven games in a row by four points or less. Yeah, that was one of the problems. Like last year and the first year when Derek Fisher took over, like they would always lose games in the last two minutes. That's it, it's tough to watch. That's yeah, it's defense. It's effort. Last night they go up big against Oklahoma City in the first quarter, and then they just collapse and end up losing by something like, what, 13, 14, 15 points? Uh, uh, it's just no, a no, joke. No. 11 points. But the reason why. 11 points. It was damn near single digits. It was, it was close. But at times it was like towards the end of the game they were down like 15, but fine, 11. Yeah, they, they, they were they, they were up fifteen, so it's still like a solid right, point. Yeah, that, that's that's the yeah. That's still depressing. It's funny what you say though about the whole ball movement situation because you look at the first quarter and you look like, well, why don't they play like this almost all the time? And then the second quarter they start playing isolation basketball and suddenly five straight possessions they have nothing. They had turnovers and then Westbrook went off. And then from that point on, the game was in the Thunder's hands. But like Mech said earlier, it's not a bad team. Like it you look a bad at no, team. no, no. You be like it's a bad team that does the, the players on the team is, aren't bad. It's the fit. You look at a game the, the game before against the Spurs, they win. They hold the, one of the best teams in the NBA to ninety points. Yeah, they can't bring it consistently. 
And that's on the coach. That's on Phil. That's on bro. Steve Mills. Well, you got, the coach has to find coach lineups that work. That the coach can do so much, though. But At but some dude, point, the players got to step up and be like, listen, it's when my K- fault. When KP is not hitting shots and dribbling into the defense and losing the ball, when that stuff starts happening, but you leave him in the game, knowing you got Kuzminskis who can come in, knowing you got, like, there are other players who can be in that slot who play effective defense when Melo is not hitting shots, but you allow him to stay in the game and he shoots you out of the game, basically. He goes yeah. six six for 18 or something ridiculous like that and doesn't hit anything. But you leave him in. That's my problem. It's That's where the coaching becomes. When Noah is stinking up the joint and you got oh, Kylo man. Quinn, Willie Herman Gomez, and Plumlee on the bench and all of them are more effective, and you leave Noah in, and you leave KP in, and you leave yeah. you leave these guys in who you see are Jennings. Jennings blows wide open layups. He he he'll there'll be a lane to the basket. He'll he'll just opt to do something ridiculous, but you leave him in there. When when Courtney Lee isn't shooting, but you leave him in, like this is the problem. There's I don't no understand discipline. why you aren't sitting people down to get to the effect. Screw the name. We yeah. should be trying to win the game. Like Porzingis said, he threw up in the third quarter yesterday, and they still played him. Yeah, he said he started. He said his stomach started hurting from the second quarter yeah. on, right when we started going kaput. But you don't bring in Kuzminskis, you leave Kuz on the bench. Yeah, that, that was very strange for them to even leave him in the game. And speaking of Porzingis, no, it's not. It's typical Knicks stuff. Yeah, this is the, none of this is strange. <laughs> but it's, like this is this is of course this is gonna happen. Of course, one year they'll win fifty four games and they'll decide. For some reason, it's just all downhill. But it's, it's just typical Knicks. You get rid of Woody. You get rid of you. We got we got you let you let Tyson Phil Chandler Jackson come in. Get rid of Tyson Mike Chandler Wood. for nothing. Yeah. Get, fire Mike Woodson for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like we we don't know why he got. Fired. I mean, if you fired Mike Woodson, fine, but you bring in Derek Fisher to coach the team, who then a year later gets into a fight with Matt Barnes over his ex-wife, which of course is what, exactly what you look for in a coach. Yeah, that's that's what you need. You look for in a coach who's, who's going to fight with his ex-team. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's why not? Look let's, let's go do that naturally, and and then you got rid of J.R. Smith and Shump for, for nobody. Like for you nothing. could have you traded them, back. but you got rid of them for nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the decision they're making. But you know, the one thing I I get about Porzingis is that a lot of people have been saying that what he's been doing for the past couple of games that looking at him as a bus for what? some reason. I don't understand he's, that. He has I don't a stomach it. ailment. I don't understand. He's like, sick. He's averaging like. 17 and he's seven he's not a bust games. the coach leaves him in too we can't hand him the keys yet he's not ready for that he doesn't have the clutch gene yet that's wrong we we, we leave him in. well he's got work to do but he's yeah, he's still he also doesn't look like him and carmelo unless carmelo's playing the four and porzingis is playing the five could really play together because you, yeah, you kind of yeah. need the ball like porzingis needs the ball really unless you're running a pick and roll or a a uh, screen and roll where you got Porzingis in the corner and he'll be open. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's not a good he, passer. Yeah, so yeah, but if you saw that pass last night, he just like tried to pass to somebody and then Russell Westbrook just stole it like really easily and then dunked it. I think kind of to kind of really yeah. seal that win. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think they can really play together because Melo's a ball stopper. Porzingis needs the ball, so that's a problem. It all comes back to eventually what you're going to do with Carmelo Anthony. 
and who you could trade him to. Because he's not if you get be. if you he's trade no, but if you trade him for a package of Austin Rivers, JJ Redick, and Jamal Crawford, I'm gonna quit. I'm not gonna watch this team anymore. Yeah. If right. Austin Rivers is the main piece you get Ew. back for Carmel, that was the Austin, deal they I were know, throwing I know around. Rivers, but that was the Ew. deal they were throwing around. We're gonna trade him for Austin Rivers. I'm gonna quit. I'm not gonna watch the team anymore. That's Phil Jackson. I'm gonna watch hockey. That's Phil Jackson <laughs> disrespecting Carmelo Anthony, yeah. showing that he's really asleep at the wheel. If 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 one of their marquee stars isn't in the package for Carmelo Anthony, you don't do the trade. It's that simple. You can, when I get him back, Blake yeah. Griffin from the Clippers, or or CP3 or DeAndre, then that's don't it. Don't do it. That's it. And Look, it's so simple. That's it. You could hate the way he plays, but you don't have to like crap on him in public. Yeah, that, like Phil, Phil's terrible. Phil's having an interest. Like when he was a coach and he was like with the team every day and he was doing and they were winning, you could get away with that. The fact that they're terrible and they're just garbage and it's all this whole thing is nonsense with him tweeting off the coach you yeah. picked. You just, you just don't criticize your story. Like, Phil, like Phil, Phil's ego is so big. One, whoever they bring in is the second best coach. Because you, whatever you say about his front office style, Phil Jackson is the best coach in NBA history and with 11 rings. And, like, you know, he could have interviewed Tom Thibodeau. Maybe Tom Thibodeau was a guy who would have told Carmelo Anthony if he's not shooting or Porzingis if he's not playing well, he would have took him out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, Knicks need an assertive personality, but that goes against Phil because Phil thinks he's always right. And so it's a combustible situation. The Knicks are terrible. The owner's terrible. The future's at least they have the first round pick this year. They're not like the Brooklyn Nets, who like you know. <laughs> they got nothing. They got but no like the, the, unfortunately for the Brooklyn Nets, that pick's going to Boston, who's in the division, and the Boston's going to get the number one pick and you know take over for the next ten years, and the Knicks will suck. That's just how life goes. <laughs> and Boston's scary though. So they're one. They're like one year away from actually contending over the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're one for the next player away. Well, mm-hmm. if Kevin Love's hurt, maybe they have a chance. Kevin Love's hurt now. Changes everything. Now no, if he's out, though. if it's worse than the six week injury, I think it is. I don't know. And that's what changes everything now because now they're like they gotta trade Carmelo right now. I'm, and at I don't this know rate, I'm do just. He, I don't think Carmelo's gonna go. He like, has a no trade clause, so you can only trade him to certain teams, and certain teams are gonna look to add him as a piece, not trade a Blake Griffin for Carmelo Anthony because they think they could contend. And if he decides he doesn't want to go, that's it. Like if you trade him to Boston, you could have got like say the Nets pick or like a Jay Crowder, or, like some building blocks. Then you make the trade, but you, you with his no trade clause, teams aren't going to give up like a guy like a Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan because they know they have all the leverage. Mm-hmm. The Knicks have no leverage in any situation. They've somehow put themselves in the one of the worst situations possible. Yeah, and that also comes out to this now: the midseason grades for this team now that they're under five hundred. F minus. And what the thing is, they're only three games. Back of the AFC. That's that's in a that, horrible division. In a horrible though. division. That's what I'm saying. After all, after all of this, they're still in a good position to actually make the playoffs. They I want to say good. Position. Wiped out in the first round by the Cavs. Yeah. Man, listen. <laughs> Who's looking forward to that? Not me. Well, well, you know, for marketing purposes, it'll be good for the Knicks, but for us, it'll just be a disaster. Look, who says they'll even be a playoffs? Trump's president. Anything could happen. Who says they'll be in May? <laughs> he could deport half the team. Well, of course. Yeah. You, you no, there were actually story like um that guy Thon Maker like when the Muslim ban was like implemented or he doesn't call it the Muslim ban, he calls it the travel ban. Like Thon Maker, uh, Wal Dang, who are naturalized citizens of Sudan, which was on the list. When they went to Canada, the Bucks were concerned Thon Maker wouldn't get let back into the country. Mm-hmm. So they, that like there's actually implications that go around to the sports world, but 
I don't think like you know you talk about the Patriots have players that are boycotting the White House visit. The Knicks aren't gonna have to worry about that. They worry about nothing. But so, remember, right? You said the Knicks were gonna win the championship earlier. No, what, earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah. You said that yeah, we have it on tape. No, that no, that I remember. No, no, no. I said they were. Gonna you go said they were gonna beat the Warriors. Up. No, you said you were gonna beat the Warriors. Oh, we yeah, have okay, it on tape. Okay, okay. You, I you remember said that. that. I remember that. That's you said the Knicks. He were said the Knicks were gonna win the championship and beat the Warriors. We have it on tape. I know I haven't been on the show in what you guys say three months, but I remember that every time. The Knicks blow a ten-point oh. lead. I think Ray said they were going to win the championship. That is the ultimate and wishful thinking technology. Yeah, really. That's the secret right there. Willing it to, and actually happen. But you know what would be interesting you need though? To get that book to the team. Yeah, really. The, all, all this drama and everything, and they suddenly just in the second half of the season just started play together and everything. And it's not going to happen. You don't, you, we don't. We don't know that. It's a dysfunctional mess. Maybe that's the only way they can stop the dysfunctional mess by actually winning games. That's the only thing they can do because they can't do anything else. The drama isn't going to stop unless they start winning games. Unless you have a time machine to bring back Patrick Ewing or Walt Frazier wants to get out of one of his ridiculous suits and play point guard, they're right, not going to win. Or Woody. Bring back Coach Woody. You bring really back like, Coach, you know Coach Van Woody, don't you? It was our last winning season. How am 54. I not supposed to like, love that dude? He 54. had us at the top of the division. We were, we were running, and, and I They beat the Heat four – every time they played Miami that year, yeah, that was with the big times, three. No, yeah. they beat them all four times. And then you know, Roy Hibbert destroys Tyson Chandler in the conference no, they, they, finals. they lost to the Heat. They never the lost to the Heat. No, they didn't. Uh-huh. They we went didn't. undefeated against Le- Miami. LeBron had the dunk at the end they of the game to They went undefeated against Miami. In that, that season? That year they went undefeated no, against they, Miami. They won the first game. No, they didn't. They won every game. search it up right now. You search it. We both say they won every They won every game against Miami that year. We didn't lose to Miami that yeah. They won every game, which, is, which is why they were so scared to see us yeah. in the playoffs, and then we didn't loss. make it past the Pacers. Then they got yeah, the Pacers. Geez. Roy Hibbert turned into Kareem and just destroyed Tyson Chandler. Well, Roy Hibbert uh, was 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 uh, reaching, fouling Carmelo Anthony On that constantly, yeah. and we never got any calls. Yeah, that's no, what yeah, I. Saw. That's one thing. Carmelo and Derrick Rose get no calls. We we brought this up when we had a what was it, Tina Sebastio? Yeah, we had Tina, and I I, I asked her. I said it's it's a little it's getting a little nuts to me that I've been a Knicks fan my entire life. We used to get respect, we used to get calls, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Just you know, even across the board, yeah. nothing too ex- extravagant. But when we got fouled, like we not got like calls. LeBron calls, when no one exactly, touches yeah, not flop like, calls, no, but like we we got legit calls. calls. When we got fouled, we got a call. Ever since I want to say, ever since after the Van Gundy era, yeah. You're telling me you the, the, the league expects me to believe me as a New Yorker, me as a fan, me as a basketball lover. You the league expects me to believe that year after year, team after team, season after season, new coach after new coach, new system after new system, yeah. new player after new player, that the Knicks, the Madison Square Garden, no call. is just a house of players that can't play defense. That's what you expect me. Why do you think players look so frustrated when they come from other teams and they get here and they're looking at the refs like, what are you talking about? I've been doing that my entire career, and I get here and that's a foul, but you're not calling anything the the other way. And it's not like it's a guy like Lance Thomas driving to the basket. Like, it's Carmelo Anthony. No, we're talking about Carmelo Anthony, Derrick Rose. Yeah, a former MVP gets no calls. Carmelo Anthony, top five scorer in the league, no calls. And you can't understand why they're looking at the the refs like, what the hell are you talking about? You know what? If I got fouled as much as Carmelo gets fouled, like, you know what? Maybe I take a defensive possession off, too. I mean, like, I can understand. (laughs) Like, you get hit every play. It's annoying. Look at at the way Carmelo plays right now. He's wearing a shoulder sleeve, two shoulder sleeves. 
He's wearing a, a t-shirt to help. Yeah, like he, that's not for fashion. No, he says he gets the. You wonder why he doesn't drive to the basket anymore? Why he's the healthiest out of him? Yeah. Oh, look, look. I got it right here. Look. They lost to the Knicks the first time. They lost to the Knicks the second time in December. Oh, wait, wait. February. No, wait. March actually. March third. They won against them 9-9-9-3 at the Garden. I remember that because J.R. Smith threw it to Melo, LeBron stole it, and dunked it, and the game was over. Whatever. They still won three out of four. That's what I said, though. You're like, oh, they won all four. Then it must have been the next year when the yeah, Brooklyn Nets I, had. I remember it One year, a bro- I think when the Brooklyn Nets, Nets first got Kevin yeah, Garnett and yeah, Paul yeah, Pierce, yeah, yeah. they won against Miami every game. Then they yeah. played them in the playoffs and got smacked. Yeah. But you know what? That was the year the Knicks could actually made something happen. In 2013, under Coach Woodson. No, 2012, 2013. Oh, that, that, yeah, of course. I'm that was the, the year, year they could have made. No, when they, the minute they traded a first round pick for Bargnani, I knew it was over. <laughs> Bargnani, man. I knew Yikes. we sold our soul. It was Yikes. over. So, so you agree with your midseason grade for this team is that it's they an are F minus. They suck. I gave them a D. I'll give them a D. Only because they're still in the playoffs. They've lost like 20 out of their last, 21 out of the last 28 games. They started out pretty well, and then they just have fallen apart. Derek Fisher had a a similar arc, and he got fired last year with a lot less talent. I don't like Derek Fisher as a coach, but he made a good point in that interview with Bleacher Report. He had a lot less talent than Jeff Hornacek now has, and they were at one point 22 and 22 or 21 and 21 last year. You know, just a coach like that, though, in public. Like it you, doesn't you, matter. I know you want you want to say that, but you don't want to do Why? He got fired. Like he got fired. He's a TV analyst. He has and he, to and say he it. sucked as a coach anyway. Yeah. Like, he I mean, did, to be he honest. Stink, but he sucked as a coach. Yeah, he was you, awful. I don't take I if I'm if I'm if I'm another coach, nothing Derek Fisher says affects me. Yeah, really. It's like you, you know, can't insult me, dude. You sucked. We all watched you suck out loud. At least Hornacek turned the team around and actually did something. Granted the season before he got here, he stunk. And he wouldn't he wouldn't have been my pick for for a coach, uh, not with Kurt Rambis still running around out here, not with um, Mark Jackson still running around out here at the time, not with Van Gundy still sitting like the Van Gundy brothers yeah, still he, running around out here. Like no way, there are way too many competent coaches out there. That I Kurt Kurt Jeff Hornacek so bad like you almost think maybe Kurt Rambis could have done that. Yeah, like, and it's nah, and then you saw Kurt. It's like no. Now it's completely worse with Kurt Rambis. No, it's like it's like a bad singer saying like you know Diana Ross is a bad singer. You know what I mean? It's like a, a garbage. It's someone of a much less talent saying someone of a higher talent is bad. He's like ex, you just wipe it off. Your, you wipe it off the back. Ex head matter. coach of the Bulls. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau. They should That's have hired him. Meant. That's the minute, what I meant. The minute they fired Derek Fisher. And Tom Thibodeau was a free agent. And said, I was I'll saying, take the job. I was he's there was Frank Isola said that he would have crawled to Madison Square Garden to be the Knicks coach. Even Frank Vogel, when the Indiana fired him, they should have hired Frank Vogel. They didn't even him. interview Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, like Carmelo played for Tom Thibodeau at Team USA. Derrick Rose, because they made the trade, I think before they hired the head coach, yeah. played for Tom Thibodeau in Chicago. Was an MVP. Then you signed Joakim Noah. He played for Tom Thibodeau. Like at least, like, it made no sense who they hired. The defense would have at least been. He was awful right now. They're soft as tissue. I keep repeating that, but they are. They're soft as tissue. It's it's so bad that literally we can score on that on that team. That's how bad they, they give are. up a hundred in the teens every night. They played it's... great defense against the Spurs for the entire game, and then they played fantastic defense against against um, the Thunder for the first quarter. It was and then so glorious. After that, it was over. It was like, awful. But but 
Had they not got blown out in the second quarter, because they got absolutely murdered in yeah, the second quarter. They got killed. Yeah. Had they not, had they kept it competitive and kept it within single digits, maybe just lost the quarter by two or three points, they still would have won the game. That's how when I looked at the when I look at the quarter by quarter breakdown, yeah. we lost the third and fourth quarter by single digits. We had a double-digit lead. Had you stayed with them, we would have won that game by something like five points, four points, Real three points. Real had 19 in the first quarter, and then they just fell apart. Yeah, it's I just, understand. Uh, Porzingis throws up. He's complaining about his stomach, and you keep putting him yeah, in. Yeah, I don't understand that. You take out Kurt Thomas, who's actually – Kurt Thomas. Kurt Thomas? We need Kurt Thomas back, man. Kurt Thomas is probably the third best center of the Knicks right now. You just – the roster doesn't make any sense. Your rotations don't make any sense. You're leaving out players who are actually doing a good job for you and leaving in dudes who keep chucking. Melo was brilliant in the first quarter. Why would you mess with the chemistry that these guys set up and when Porzingis tells you he's sick, he's no longer under the basket. I don't know why he's he was still in the game. Why is he still here? The guy can't get up and down the floor if you're throwing up and you have a stomach ailment. Yeah. But let's leave him in and play him 30-plus minutes. Uh, against a top-five team in the yeah. league. Against one of the best, like, scoring teams in the league. He can't play defense anymore, but let's leave him in there. Yeah, yeah they can score next, but they can't defend. So let's do this now. If you were if you were the GM, what would you do right now during the off-top break in order to, to make this team rebuild or just improve overall? I quit. You just quit. I'm mean, I quit. That's it. I'm quit. out. If I, I just take guys. the, I just take the money. I mean, what do you? What can you do? I mean, probably what you would do is you trade Derrick Rose. He's on a one year contract for picks. You trade Brandon Jennings. He's on a one year contract for picks. And then you know, you who else? I mean, Lance Thomas might have some value, but you're not gonna get anything from him. I don't think you trade Lance Thomas. You gotta rebuild. You gotta tear this thing down to the ground. That's the problem with Carmelo Anthony still on the roster because you're good enough to comp- like if the Knicks got a top five pick and they kept the same team together, you could argue that they could compete next year. Sure. Like if say if the Knicks got Lonzo Ball and then they signed a free agent. Maybe they could actually compete. That's the problem when you have a guy like Carmelo Anthony on the roster because he could score 30 a night. So they're in a weird – they're in a middle position where they're not good, they're not mediocre, and they're kind of bad but have the chance to be mediocre. They're in such a weird position that you can't really evaluate what you're going to do. You either have to go all in and try to get somebody else, a free agent and a high draft pick, or you have to like tear it down and start completely over. And your starting lineup is going to be Hernan Gomez, Porzingis, Lance Thomas. They find probably get rid of Courtney Lee, who has some value. Maybe I don't know what you're going to do with Noel because no one's going to take him. Pray that he retires. Yeah, Maybe and then like that. just start over. He's washed. Like I, I think I think he knows he's. When you retire, you get to keep all your bread, right? I think you give it up. Mm-mm. If you retire as an injury, you leave the money on the table. No, no, no. I think I think it comes with you. Unless you it's ret- guaranteed. No, if you you leave the money on the table, if you retire, you then you don't have to pay you anymore. No, I think it just comes off the books, but you still get the bread. No, you don't. You don't fulfill I mean, the contract. I mean, Steinmeier got bought out, but you know they still pay. He didn't him. retire. He, he didn't played another year. Well, he didn't retire, but he did. No, if you re- if you yeah. retired, you forfeit the rest of the money. Oh well, then so much He's not retired. He's they, not forfeiting seventy-two they million. Buy, they can't buy out Joe Kino, though, right? I mean, they could. They could if you give him $60 million right now. I mean, if Dolan wants to do that. call it a day. Like, I'd do it. He's useless. He's back. Listen, I'm the owner. I'm Dolan. I'll tell you exactly what I do. I fire Phil Jackson. I hire. You're not going to do, though. I hire Joe Dumars as as my GM. Um, You got for coach? Mm -hmm. You got to have for coach? I let Joe Dumars figure that out. I trust Joe Dumars. But if I'm going to get a coach, if I'm if I have to find a coach, yeah. 
Woody is still uh, just assisting. Um, with the Clippers. With the Clippers. I'm, I'm sure he'd like the head job head head job back again. Um, I go see what's up with uh, – I, I I beg and plead for Van Gundy to come back. He's not going to come back. I wish he. I, Not like with I said, Dolan still there. I beg, I beg and plead. Yeah. I beg and plead. If if this is me as Dolan, like this is what I do. I go to you, him you and apologize. I apologize. Yeah, you apologize yeah. again. Extensively to Van yeah. Gundy. We'd like you back as the coach. Joe Dumars is going to be the GM. I'm stepping completely out of the way. I'm going on vacation. You guys. He's gonna. This is all the big prelude to Jim Dolan saying, "I did it your way. I brought in the big name. I brought in Phil. It didn't work out. He's gonna fulfill the whole contract, and then he's gonna bring Isaiah back. Isaiah is gonna come back, and it's gonna be like we did it your way. It didn't work. I'm trying out Isaiah again. It's gonna be another ten years of a giant circus." He tried to bring Isaiah back once, and the league didn't let him because he was a head coach at like a college or something like that. And this is the this is Dolan. If Dolan wanted to bring Isaiah back, you keep Phil for two more years, it, it, he would be like, "I did it your way. Now I'm bringing my guy back. I don't care what any of you think. I wish I had someone in my life who loved me as much as Jim Dolan for whatever uh, reason Isaiah loves Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> he cost them twelve million dollars in a sexual harassment lawsuit, and he still loves him. Yeah, I don't know why he likes Isaiah Thomas so much. Nobody knows. Except literally, except him and Isaiah. That's it. Nobody, no one understands what 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 the hell is going on. Like if I lose a quarter, I get pissed. James he, Isaiah lost James Dolan twelve million dollars, and because he's, he couldn't keep it in his pants. Yeah, it's crazy. If, okay, now let's see if I were owner. If I were owner, what I would do is, of course, I would fire Phil Jackson. But I would give Hornacek the rest of the season, and then the off season we'll just gonna see you know we'll evaluate from there whether we believe that you should be fit to run the team for the next two or three years whatever on your contract if not then i'll fire him and of course i'll fire the gm i'll, I'll probably get in terms of gm let's see who's a good gm out there besides joe dumars i have to get somebody I, actually you know what i just get alan houston you know I, alan houston run the show how's that He's run, He's part running the show now. But full time, I'm saying. Like, yeah, because part time's working out so great. Yeah, but I, I don't trust it. You don't trust uh, I, I want to see. You gotta clean that front office out, dude. I want a dude who I know can build me a roster. Like Joe Dumars gave dude. out some bad contracts, like Charlie Villanueva and Ben <laughs> Gordon, <laughs> but and Brandon Jennings. But like, at some point, he did build a championship team in Detroit. He built the team with you know. Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Rip Hamilton, Billups. You could identify we're talent. were running things. When, yeah, when, they, so, when those dudes were up and running, it was a wrap for everybody else. Remember when they were all in the All-Star yeah, game together? Yeah. And the East was down, and then they got they in They went there, to five straight we Eastern Conference Finals. But the bottom line is, as long as LeBron's in the East and until the Celtics really pick yeah, it up, yeah. it, it, they're not going to compete anybody. And the Wizards are still there. Who no, I'm trying, better you know, than you ever got the, the talent pool of GMs is so thin. Because, like, you look at some of the people, like, you see teams are now testing out guys who are with strong analytical backgrounds because mm-hmm. they think Houston did well with Maury. You saw Sam Hinkie get a job. Ron Pettigan is doing a terrible job in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Sam Presti overestimated how great he could draft and decided to break up Westbrook and Durant and Harden. Even though, well, he, Durant left, but when he traded Harden, that was kind of the yeah, end of that. awful. But, like, can you believe that at one time those three guys were yeah, on the same yeah. team? If like I was Baca, Steve, if ridiculous. I was if I was Steve Kerr, to be the ultimate troll, I would just put those three guys out on the floor together and put no one else out and just see what happens. <laughs> Go three on five. Three on five. 
Just to oh, do yeah. it. Because, like, Oklahoma City's a, the dumbest front office in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Russell, they're going to finish 1-2 with the MVP this year. Exactly. They might finish 1-2-3 in the you, MVP exactly, this year. Exactly. You had them all on your team, and you traded Harden over, like, $4 million because Harden didn't want to – Harden wanted the max. You wanted to give him $4 million less. 30 for 30 right there. You had three the of the dumbest top, thing. like, three MVP picks on your team yeah. at what the same time. One of them's going to win the MVP this year, yeah. even though I could see LeBron sneaking into that conversation because of the Kevin Love injury. But it's going to be Westbrook or Harden. One guy's averaging a triple-double. One guy's averaging 30 and 12 assists. And you're like, no, nah, I'm going to trade him for Kevin Martin and Steven Adams. It'd be a, a 30 for 30. What if all three of these players have been together for the past 10 years? I mean, like, we could – you know Warriors. what? I'd rather the Knicks situation <laughs> than that. Honestly, I'd rather the Knicks situation with, you know, we're, we're terrible. You know, we have no we have no hope than what could have been with all that upside. It just – I don't know. I just, I just find it ridiculous, though, that even with all those players, all of them being in an MVP conversation and, and looking at it right now, it's just like – I wish I kept all of them because we would have been better than the Warriors by far. Well, well obviously the Warriors right. wouldn't have Kevin Durant. Well, you you would have had you would have had the Miami Heat big three 2.0 because none none of Bosh is better than none of the players we just mentioned. No. Westbrook, Durant, or Harden, Bosh can't see them. LeBron and D Wade in his prime, sure, I'll I'll, I'll give you that. But Hart, like, look who we just Harden. Westbrook and Durant, any one of those three can turn your roster into a legit contender. James Harden's kind of doing it in Houston by himself. I know he has Eric Gordon or Ryan Anderson. He's doing it by himself. And look what he and he so was just gonna he made Mike D'Antoni look like a good look coach like a right genius. now. Look like a genius. But where the hell was that in New York for four years? Yeah, no point card. Yes, he did. He he got in his feelings and he put Marbury on the bench. Yeah, he got p- pissed off at Steph. Well, yeah, Jeremy Lin for a while, but that, yeah, you know, that, that worked, though. That yeah, Jeremy Lin is another guy who's just stealing money from the Brooklyn Nets right now. He hurt his <laughs> hamstring like the first week. He's played in seven games. He's making like twelve million dollars. That guy's stealing money. That's that. That's that uh, Ivy League education. Yeah. Oh, I think I'll tell you what coach I would have picked. I would have picked actually uh, Patrick Ewing, give him a chance because I feel like he needs he deserves a chance. I don't know at if least. you could give a first time coach unless if you're rebuilding it completely. Head coach? If you're rebuilding it completely, then I'd give Ewing the chance because then he could work with Porzingis. But if you're not breaking it down, you're going to keep Jackson. Carmelo for two years. Maybe Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, probably. Most likely. And then I, but there's a re- there are like there are reasons of guys like Mark Jackson, they, they haven't got another job. He did a good job at Golden State. He must have done something that turned off every front office because there have been several openings. And Jeff Hornacek has gotten a second chance. George Carl got hired in Sacramento. So there has to be like some reason no one's. It was the Mark religious Jackson. thing. Uh, maybe religious he was he was insisting that the team. I mean, here's my thing. The team wasn't mad at him. The front office was. Yeah, they didn't want to fire Mark. If you look at all the stuff Steph Curry was like, you know, I love Mark Jackson. I'd be really pissed off if they fire him. I can't believe this coach. Like they still yeah. called him. They still referred to him as coach. Oh, yeah. All the way through, like they never disrespect. They they didn't have an issue with Mark. And Jackson. he developed. You could say what you want about what Steve Kerr did implementing, like you know, the speedball offense. But he developed Curry, Mark Jackson developed Curry and Thompson into the players that they into were when we Steve see. Kerr took him over. And the fact that ESPN makes Mark Jackson do some of those games, and he just has to watch his old team, <laughs> yeah, especially the year they won the championship where they barely made any changes. 
have to like watch them win, it must be the worst feeling in the world. What changes? They, they what? no, they no. That's what I'm saying. Before like, when they won the championship, they didn't really make they, any change. They, they, they brought they, in Sean Livingston. Yeah, and that was it. They and he wasn't available when Mark Jackson. He was, was on the Brooklyn Nets. He was on the Nets then, and he was like one of the he, yeah. He was a great shooter on the Nets. He was that a was, good backup point guard. That was ridiculous. The, the, they didn't do it. Mark Jackson built that team. Yeah, you bring him in to the Knicks, who he's already a fan favorite. He already knows New York. He's he from New York. Pressure. Right. He's a New York yeah. native. Why wouldn't you give this man a chance? Instead, you went and found Jeff Hornacek. Ever, ever Seriously? since Dolan hired Larry Brown, they they haven't hired a high-profile coach. Yeah, that's true. They haven't hired Because it, it, it failed so miserably. He quit. They fired him after one year. had to pay him like $50 million. They, he hasn't had a high-profile coach. But if you have to hire, if you're gonna start it over, you have to hire somebody who will excite the fan base. Maybe a former Nick like Mark Jackson, Patrick Ewing might excite the fan base. But the Knicks are just in basketball hell right now. I'd bring him on as one and two. In sports right now. I would have brought him on as one and two. Let me be the GM. I'm bringing him on as one and two. I'm I'm hiring Mark Jackson, and I'm hiring Patrick Ewing to come on as my one two punch. I'm having Patrick Ewing sit with uh, KP. And teach, teach, him, teach him everything he needs to know about being a big man from one of the best shooting centers in the history of the and league. And when Patrick Ewing was working with Dwight Howard in Orlando, Dwight Howard was an MVP candidate, and Orlando went to the NBA Finals. Look at Dwight Howard now. He's, yeah, he's, he's garbage. He's, he's just right there. Now. He just he's, fouls he's people. Just, he just fouls people now. He gets 13 rebounds a game. He still doesn't know how to post up. And then, you know, yeah, I don't terrible. understand how you don't post up at this, time, at this stage of your career. Well, now the NBA, no one posts up, unless you're DeMarcus Cousins. Or if you're Carnton Towns, it does pretty well too. Well, the problem, oh, the Knicks are just so bad. Like, there's no one that's gonna come here either. But there's no free agents that are coming thing here. To fix, it's so easy I, to fix. Look, if, if LeBron, Nolan, yeah, it's so easy look, to if fix. LeBron could go back to Cleveland with Dan Gilbert, this could be fixed. Everything, if thank that's you, possible. everything like, is it, possible. It could be fixed, but you gotta. I don't. I think the Knicks are too stubborn to fix it. So what the we, Knicks mean James Dolan. Yeah. So what do you think they gotta do though after the All Star break? Fail. There are, if they don't break up the team, I don't know what they're going to do. Because th- w- you can't re-sign these guys. You're going yeah, you're to give Derrick Rose a four-year contract for some odd million. God, I'm not giving him nothing right you're now. You're going to give Brandon Jennings a raise or I'm like not, a two-year contract? I'm not insulting I mean, Derrick Rose. Actually, Jennings. Like Derrick Rose. Jennings no, I, I like Derrick Rose, but I don't be, think. When he's not getting a max. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to ask for it. He can't play defense. I'm he sorry. should know he can't ask for a max I'm contract. Timothy Mozgov got four years, $64 million. Derrick Rose is going to ask for a max That was a horrible idea the by Lakers, the Lakers. Yeah, Lakers are hard. Who are still fit. And when the Lakers beat the Knicks, Timothy Mozgov didn't play the whole game. That's why they hired <laughs> Magic game. Johnson because the Lakers have been making terrible decisions after terrible decisions. So, well, the Knicks got to hire. They got to hire no advisor. The advisor is Phil Jackson. He's done nothing for this franchise. He has taken a step back for them worse than where everybody else And he's the rebuilt the team like three times. I think Carmelo Anthony's the only player who's been on the team every year. Which, yeah. which is something else completely different. Please stop trashing Melo out here. Stop, stop treating this man like a redheaded stepchild. You make it sound like you want Chris Paul and him. Same thing. Chris Paul has had a much bigger pool of talent to deal yeah. with, much more stable organization, a way better coach, and they're in the exact same place. Not record wise, but ring wise, they're in the same. And place. you could argue Melo's had the better career going to two uh, going to conference finals. Chris Paul's never been to a conference final, so so let's let's please like in that discussion and in that argument. They join forces. Chris Paul. Yeah, they really should. They real, but I don't it think it almost would have been York. if the year after the big three form when they had Stoudemire and they had they traded for Carmelo. 
the year of the lockout, Chris Paul demanded a trade to New York. The Knicks didn't have any assets. Instead of save, keeping Chauncey Billups for one year and saving the cap space, the they genius GM decided to cut Chauncey Billups, which is fine. Cut him, save the cap space. And but instead of Tyson saving Chandler, the cap space, they signed Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Uh-huh. Which is that bad. was the beginning of the end. Yeah, and then look at Joe Kim Nolde right now. I wasn't, happy when, the I wasn't happy when we gutted the team to get Melo in the first place. No, that was a terrible trade. But that, that's a James, anyway. Do- James Dolan medal. Donnie Walsh didn't want to do that trade. That's one of the reasons Donnie Walsh ended up leaving. Left, he didn't right. want to do that trade. He wanted to just wait until next the next season, you sign Melo, and then sign Paul probably, and then you, he would have had to pick three right can there. Can you imagine that roster? Yeah, with that it, roster back with Paul, Bello, and, and back Stoudemire then when Sotomayor was actually able to play. Yeah, and the cast. And you would have had Gallinari and Chandler, and you that's know, a better, you wouldn't have been that's terrible. That's a better cast than the Miami Heat. Because they're more younger and they're more the versatile. Yeah, Fields, well, he's out of the league now. But back then, yeah, that Carmelo trade destroyed him. Like, after the, after they player. traded Carmelo, he just, like, because what Fields was did good with D'Antoni was the fast pace. Yeah. You know, getting rebounds, getting layups, getting out in transition. And then when Carmelo held the ball. And you could argue, though, that whole experiment with Carmelo and Sotomayor failed because how many times did you see Carmelo and Sotomayor pick and roll? Never. Never. Exactly. Like, this is the most simple play. Which is what they should have been doing. They could have ran that every play. They should have been doing that right now. And scored. Yeah. They should have been doing that right now. But the fact of the matter is is that sometimes when Carmelo does a pick and roll, he gets a turnover, and it's an easy fast break because the one defends in the transition. Well, at this point, who cares? Like, he's – it's depressing. Like, you're going out. He's hurt. Like the Knicks are terrible. Back yes. when, you know, he had a guy to play with, with Stoudemire, who was putting up 25 and 9. It was Which an MVP for the first half people of the year. People got to stop disrespecting him, too. Yeah. I worry about KP's growth, though. Because the, wherever he is right now is with this roster, ain't, he's not growing at all. He's, he's regressed. Well, yeah, no, no, he has. You have two yeah. years left to Carmelo, and then it's his team, and then you'll see what it goes. You look at Dirk Nowitzki's first two years, they were terrible. He's way ahead of the curve. Towards That's why I, I I agree with that. But when you have fans on Twitter saying, "Whoa, he, the KP's a bust," I don't listen. I don't listen to New York Knicks fans. I don't listen to New York Knicks fans. That first of all, they're spoiled by the presence of the Yankees yeah. in general. The Yankees spoil every team in New York City. Yes, period. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely factual. And they're, and they're spoiled by the presence of one of the best owners in sports. in in sports. With, with Steinbrenner, and you got teams, and you got the Giants with John Mara, who's a fantastic owner. Yeah, but too. they're and they're patient. Like they learn from the they not learn from the Yankees, but well, they're a team that they're patient with. They also decisions. they also don't make stupid decisions. They also don't do things in the face of the obvious. They don't make they don't make decisions in spite of what seems to be the clear best decision. And to they're make. and they're not and they're not afraid to make the tough decisions. Look at the Giants right now. They cut Victor Cruz, a fan favorite. Which I did business, not see coming. But it's a decision though. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, it's a cat it's yeah. a cap thing. They cut him. It's a cap thing. Like, you know, the Knicks give Phil Jackson sixty million dollars. Yeah, that's that's like you gotta have smart people or An not un, untested untested front office guy. And that's why a, a vetted, a vetted and well-respected Hall of Fame coach, but an untested front. Or, listen, I, I compare it to this: Can I drive a car? Yes. Have I been on a highway? Absolutely. If you put me in a Formula One, I'm going to die, yeah. and I'm going to yeah. kill a whole bunch of people when I do it. It's the difference between knowing how to drive and knowing how to do that. I can. I eat food. I've been eating since before I was I'm born. Be in the Am I a Taco chef? Contest. Am I a chef? Can you put me? Can you? Can I make food? Where well, I've been oh. eating it all my life. How hard can it be? No, it's two totally separate things. I've been on planes since I was five. 
can I fly? No, we're all gonna die. I'm gonna I'm gonna take. We probably won't even make it off the ground before we yeah. turn into a fireball and just explode. End it. You think of the top franchises though in sports, right? You have the Yankees, you have the Patriots, you have the Steelers, you have the Giants as well. Patriots are overrated. I, I'm, yeah, done, but, I'm done with that. No, of, Patriots are overrated. In terms of what they do, I'm just saying, like what what their front office, their management, all of that. What, what all of them have in common is that continuity, stability. If you look at the Steelers, Heavy right? Stability. Steelers only had three head coaches in the franchise. Yeah. Three head coaches. Tomlin, Cower, and Chuck Nolan. That's it. You know how many the Jets have had over the past 15 or 10, 15 years? They've had like three in the past 10 years. They've look at the Spurs. Giedi, Ryan, you know, Greg Pye. Spurs is 20 straight years of a winning record. Yeah, Spurs, 20, 20 uh, straight You could argue, though, record. if they don't tank that. With Dave Robinson doesn't get hurt that one year and they don't tank and get Tim Duncan, then none of that happens. Yeah, none of that happens but they've, they still kept it. But they still kept it. They, they found Parker. They found Ginobili. They found yeah. Kawhi Leonard. So and they've adjusted. They've adjusted yeah. from the inside game to the outside game. They used, yeah, they, were, they used to be like a slow-paced, defensive-minded team, and now they're up and down, quick, quick, quick. And, they, and they, they, it works. They, yeah. they found a way to make – that's – it's stability. adjustments and stability. I, I make this comparison all the time. I've done it on this show like a, yeah. a handful of times. Kobe Bryant versus Tim Duncan. Yeah. You start arguing about who's had the better career, but then you start taking all the circumstances in, into consideration. Tim Duncan is, is a member of one of the best-run organizations in the history of sports. He's had one coach. They, they draft well. They You know, the whole organization, top to bottom, there's no controversy. There's no nonsense. You got one coach. You know exactly what he's going to do. You know exactly what he wants from you. You got stable teammates who are always, like, you know, all-star level teammates because you guys draft well and you develop. Meanwhile, Kobe Bryant, you know. He had some rough years with the Lakers in terms of, you know, guys like years, Kwame Brown. Ownership, players, coaches, multiple coaches, multiple yeah. different systems. Ownership switches hands. Everything's unstable, and he managed to have a great career in spite of some of this nonsense and still pull off a ring. Now switch places, put put Kobe Bryant under Popovich for all those years, and let me see what happens. And then the same thing, like switch switch him over. It's like Aaron Rodgers in 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 uh, New York. No, no, no Aaron Rodgers in no no Aaron Rodgers. Brett in, um, Favre. No 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 the dude who just uh the dude who just won. What, what Brady. That? Brady, switch them. Switch because I think Aaron Rodgers is a more talented quarterback than. than or like Tom if Brady. you switch like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Well, that's the same situation. That's the same, that's, that's the same thing. Too. Yeah, but I think if, you know, Tim Duncan and their mindsets are different. Like Tim Duncan changed his game at the end of his career. He was okay with not playing as many minutes. He was okay with but not being coaching. featured. But Kobe Bryant, like no one could tell him what to do. But that's coaching. I think. I think. You, you think have- that a guy like. Well, that makes you think Phil Jackson. If Phil was still the coach of the Lakers, would have been like Kobe. Stop totally, shooting. Totally different thing. I think. Because well, yeah, Byron yes, Scott I, I couldn't have told Kobe to do anything. It was a I joke. Think, I think. Year. Well, because because at this point in my career, who are you? Like yeah. I'm way more accomplished than you are. You, you have really to have a guy who's like that's one accomplished. That's I guess one of the things where like you don't hire a former guy who played. Mm-hmm. Like when the Knicks didn't, I'm trying to think of, like Tom Thibodeau didn't play the game, but he commands respect. Right, because like Brad Stevens didn't play, but he commands respect. Pat you Riley, hire, Pat Riley, Pat Riley played. No, but I'm saying like he commands respect at least when he when he when he. But there are scenarios coach. like it's more like in football though. Like Chip Kelly never played in the NFL, and no one respects Chip Kelly. So like you got to yeah. hire a former player sometimes to you know get. Well, the respect. well when Pat Riley made that Heat dynasty basically with Wade, well, he and broke LeBron. it up. Well, I, well, he broke it up. But I'm saying like when he made that, like 
they man respect and they had a a, a culture was saying we're gonna win games. There we go. Like lose. When, when Mike Brown was the coach of the Cavaliers, oh, LeBron yeah. was like, I want to play for a guy who played. I don't respect that's Pat this Riley. Mm-hmm. Well, Pat yeah. Riley, you respect Pat so. Riley. But Dwayne never really liked Pat Riley because he always complained that Pat Riley goes hard on him and, and this and that. Like he was one of like a coach that. But that you're like a three-time champion. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. But, but the bottom line reason, is, yeah. you look at the keys to success in these successful organizations. It's stability. It's continuity, it's respect, and you can look around. Consistency. Consistency. And you look at around right now. The Knicks don't have any of that. that. The Nets don't have any of that. The Jets don't have any of that. You could say the Mets are getting some of that. All losing teams. Every losing team you can point to, they're missing the fundamentals. And meanwhile, the Spurs, year after year, just keep getting it done. And they find out. Like Jonathan Simmons paid $60 to go to a D-League tryout, makes a D-League team, and now he's like a solid contributor for the NBA. They find guys. They scout. They they have people. Yeah. They develop well. I mean, look at Kawhi Leonard right now. It looks like Kobe Bryant on the court most of the time. because he's been training with Kobe. <laughs> it's like a Michael Jordan of the Spurs to them right now, the way he's playing, defense and offense. What, is it, what has he had, like a couple of straight games, five straight games with 30 points? Yeah. yeah. He had that against the Knicks, but, you know, Knicks won that game. He's beasting, though. Yeah, he's playing well. I mean, his shots off the dribble, like, I never seen him do that. A couple of years ago, you thought he couldn't do that. Now he looks at it like his flaws. Well, he wasn't the first option. That's where you see guys like Greg Popovich make adjustments. They They've realize developed. we They've have developed. a guy. Yeah. Tim Duncan's gone. Tony Parker's old. Ginobili's old. But let's ha- use Kawhi Leonard now as option one. And they developed him to be that option. Mm-hmm. When's the last pl- Who's the last player the Knicks have actually developed? Who've drafted and actually developed? David Lee. You could see you could argue I mean, you could argue could David Lee maybe David Lee because he was an all star for them but then and, they and got he, rid of him I don't they, got rid, they got rid of him for Stoudemire yeah Stoudemire wasn't look at how that planned though but like no seriously who's the last guy the Knicks drafted and developed that stayed with them for a long time it's Patrick Stay, Ewing stayed with them for a long time is that's where you lose yeah. that's where you lose that's but where you or, lose. or like uh, maybe David Lee that's the, really the only one recently yeah only recently okay so in the Isaiah Thomas era who David Lee. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And Nate hey, Robinson, we let we let go. Nate Robinson trying to try. And we got Dan Tony's doghouse, and then like, and then he's going to. The, he, I think he's in the D League now. He's yeah. trying to make a comeback. Nate Robinson can still play. I don't. I, uh. I don't get it. But yeah, like, and then you look at Jackson right now, trying to develop Porzingis, trying to develop Willie Homer Gomez. Hopefully, he becomes good. I think. I think for for all of us, though, we can agree probably that Herman Gomez and Porzingis are probably the front court future of this team moving forward. Who knows? They might get rid of them. A few years ago, people thought Jeremy Lin and Shumpert were the backcourt future, and then yeah. they got rid of both of them. Yeah. So, Shumpert has been awful. But I think you could safely say Borzingis will be on this team for a long time. Hopefully, think, Herna Gomez will develop. I think he'll be on the team. I think Because this guy can score, and he can defend, and he's he just going to get better. Too. He's only 21 years old. This guy could easily be good in the next two or three years. Actually be like a top 10, top 15 center. In my opinion, that's just me. And that's why you can't listen to Knicks fans because I had one tell me just this morning that he should be, tr- they should trade him for, um, for Demarcus Cousins. No, Uh-oh. no, not even. Which is, which was, it was so stupid. They wanted to trade him for, uh, who's the dude on the Pacers? Al Jefferson? No, not oh. a, you're still <laughs> thinking Miles Turner. You're still thinking Miles a Turner? center, not another center. Oh, oh Paul, George? Paul George. Paul George. They were like, you should, we should trade him for Paul George, and I'm like, this is typical Nick fan. Yeah, they nonsense. just try to First get a all, star, plug it in, and think it'll work. First of all, why would Paul George want to come to the Knicks? You're you're, you're looking to put logic behind it. Don't do that. Yeah, you're just gonna give yourself logic. an aneurysm. Yeah, just like, gotta, just walk yeah, away. Sometimes you, Nick fans come up with like the most crazy stuff. <laughs> it's like. How will you rank the order? Like we're, like we're gonna give, a, we're gonna trade a second round pick in twenty forty for LeBron. That's ridiculous, man. 
So how, how will you rank the owners though? If we had Dolan, I think in one, Barry, one, I think it. John Mara and the Steinbrenners are tied for one. All right. And then it's just the uh, rest. Everyone's in last. Woody Johnson. They're all terrible. Woody Johnson, the owner, he's, a, he's an ambassador to like <laughs> England now. He's transferring the team to his brother. He's oh, a Trump yeah. ambassador. Oh, yeah. So Woody Johnson's even owner. Anymore. I never consider Woody Johnson to be a bad owner though. He's like, a terrible owner. Be, but when was the last time he, the Jets were good? But they at least made the playoffs. No, they, they haven't made the playoffs since 2010. Yeah, what did, what did Terrible. I miss? 2009, 2010. That's it. And then, yeah, that's it, pretty much. I but say, but everyone else is tied for last. But he's, he's not with, he's not trying to be a circus like the Knicks, you know? I'm saying, like, he, he actually... Two years ago, there were planes flying over the practice facility that said, <laughs> fire John Idzik. It was a circus there. Two, uh, two summer... Uh, uh, Another summer ago, one guy punched another guy in the face. Uh, okay. Over six hundred dollars. The Jets are a circus. I'm saying we loot. We have Tim Tebow, and then yeah, they, Tim, what do you mean not him? a circus? Okay, okay, well, I'll say it this way then: Would you rather have Dolan as owner, or you have Wood Johnson as owner? I'd rather not have a team. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather retire. <laughs> yeah, Just retire, call it quits, and go, go on vacation for the next twenty, uh, ten years. Like he said, it's a two-way tie for first. One A, one and one A in the Maras and the Steinbrenners, and everyone else is in last. The Mets lost all the money in the Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Like you think, like, some of the stuff reasons why these owners are bad is just hysterical. It's, it's just like fix. it's, it's yeah. the pressure of the media, the pressure of the fans. Because in New York City, they deserve to win right now, just like the Yankees. They, that's their mentality, and they're trying to be like the Yankees. But no team can be like the Yankees in the history of sports. What they have is special, and you can't replicate that, regardless of what what your uh, your culture is. If you want to have a quick fix to to win and every single season for a championship, that's not gonna happen. It's just, it's just what it is. Basically, it's going to be a rough few years for New York sports. Well, it's going to yeah, be next. Actually, the next couple of years might be rough for every team. Other Not than the, the Giants. Ma- other than the Mets and the Giants. Everybody other team is going to be, like, rough. So, yeah, we got a little bit of time here. But I was going to talk about a little bit about the All-Star game and the week. Well, that's All-Star weekend because, I mean, let's face it. You got the celebrity game. You got it's the, not a celebrity game. Man. Who's famous in that game, really? You, you got, you got uh, what is it, Peter Rosenberg you got there. You got uh, Kevin Hart playing. No, Kevin's not playing this one. You got you got Mark Cuban playing though. You got uh, Mark Cuban's gonna play. He's gonna play Mark Cuban. <laughs> I did not see that coming. You got uh, Baron Davis. You got uh, Baron Davis is trying to make a comeback. So obviously he's using awful. he's that's using a, this he's using this as a springboard. That's a terrible. Candace idea. Parker yeah. uh, for Michael Smith's team. You got uh, see that's what I don't like. You put in like actual pro players against celebrities, and like it's not a celebrity. It's like a, a mixed game of just a, a, of. Pro players and a bunch of people who are terrible at basketball. <laughs> Nick Cannon's gonna be kids. Oh god! Yeah. Are you getting? Are you trying to get people not to watch? <laughs> Jason Williams is gonna be in this. Be White chocolate. Yeah, I want to see Jason Williams play. But like, he's gonna make more. Like, if, J- if Nick Cannon guards Jason Williams, what's gonna happen well, there? On the same team, though. But well, but, but that's Jason the point, Williams though. Yeah. Like, still plays the game. Like, I'm excited for that three on that new three on three league. The, oh, I mean, yeah, the, that's the Ice one of the Ice Cube League. League. I'm Give me season tickets to that yeah. right now. The way they're setting that up, I'm all you got, for it. And you actually have players on that team, so I'm what, good. What about the skills challenge on Saturday night? I don't care about any of that stuff. Yeah, Porzingis and Townsend and Davis and Cousins. You got Hayward, oh, who, Thomas, Wong, and Booker. Know, the, 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 the highlight of those things are the slam dunk competition and the three-point shooting. If yeah. you're into that, and it's, it's almost then the, then the All-Star game is just a joke. They put on like almost 200 points last year. 
They don't care. We'll probably gotta do it again this year. Oh, it's interesting seeing the All Star game. You gotta put Westbrook with the Warriors lineup. I, I probably, I doubt they're gonna do that though. Well, they have no. They have four stars. They have Warriors have four yeah, All Stars. They could. They, you think you gotta play with Westbrook with all think, that stuff? I don't think Steve Kerr has the guts to do that. I put Harden, like you said, Harden. Uh, yeah, Durant, I'd, I'd put Harden, and Durant, and Westbrook on the court, and then no one else. I'd play three <laughs> on five and see how how well it went. That practice is gonna be so awkward though on Saturday. But the All Star game is a joke now. You look at the Eastern Conference; they literally have no centers. It's all forwards and guards. Yeah. They, they don't have one center. It's a joke now. Not Melo's all star now because Kevin Love got injured, and it's which just has like to feel like complete crap. Yo, yeah, I'd be pissed if I was Carmelo Anthony because he's not an all star. He probably booked a nice vacation. I know, and now he has to go to this. Now I have to go to this nonsense and watch everyone else have good. Everyone else is on a good team. My team sucks, and I could have been on vacation right now. Right, resting. Yeah. Oh, yo, I want to play for five minutes, and then I'm leaving. I'm out, yo. Just set me out for the rest of the Give game. Give me a handful of tacos. Yeah, let me just watch. Finets, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling done. you, that practice is going to be awkward, though, on Saturday with the Rand Westbrook. I just, I can see it already. He's not going to pass. I, he, I hope he doesn't pass the ball. I wonder if Harden will play, like, peace, peacekeeper. Yeah. Be fellas, like, come on, guys, fellas, fellas. Guys. Come on, guys. Come we used on, to be man. such a family. We all got our money. There's pictures of us together. Yeah, I didn't have together, a beard. Yeah. Why don't we just yeah. let, let bygones be bygones here, fellas? Yeah, James Harden might just do that because he, he definitely needs to do that. I mean, this has got to go over. I mean, it's an All Star game. It's just all have fun and play, and then we can all hate each other again after the All Star game. But <laughs> let's just let's all play together. Oh, speaking of James Harden, though, I was talking, I was seeing uh, Stephen A. Smith when he was uh, doing the shooting thing. I just found it ridiculous what Stephen A.'s shots were. Because they're just like airball and brick. Steven is annoying, man. I can't. <laughs> airball and brick. And James Hart- and then he kept saying James Harden cheated because he warmed up and Stephen A. Smith didn't warm up at all. Yeah, I, like that would have Like that that would have been the difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's what did. That, that's, that's why you difference. bricked all those that shots. Was awful, man. That's <laughs> the why he one. lost the shooting competition. Because he, he With an MVP won. candidate. I hate people like that, man. I want to see Stephen A. Smith in a celebrity game. I would definitely pay tickets to see that. Does he actually make a shower too? He can't. It's over. It's over indeed. But this would be a good All Star weekend. We we had a, a long hour about the Knicks and a long discussion. It's like our roundtable discussion about the Knicks and their disastrous, uh, you know, uh, All Star break. Go, going into All Star break with the record that they have and the roster, you know, it's it's, it's been awful. And I feel depressed just talking about it. <laughs> Way to put a happy smile on the end of the show. Mm. Why? Thursdays. Why are people gonna listen the next week? You're <laughs> just like I'm just depressed. It's over. That's when you talk. You gotta talk some baseball. That's what we gotta do because the Yankees are already starting spring training, and mm. I mean, we discussed the whole A Rod. I'm sure we'll stuff. be discussing the the results of the All Star game. Yeah. Well, that too, and also the Knicks and what are they gonna More do next? Knicks. What are they gonna do next? I mean, that's, that's all we can do right now. What are they gonna do next? Because the Nets, come on, we're not gonna talk about the Nets. They're nine and forty-five, nine forty-seven. Maybe, maybe, no maybe Charles Oakley will come back to the Garden next week. I maybe doubt Dolan it. will make a public apology. It's not gonna happen, but I'm wishful thinking. You know, it would be a, a good move for Dolan if he just fired Jackson and hired Oakley as president. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. Oh my God, I'd be. I mean, it'd be terrible because I don't think Oakley could do the job. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Maybe he's just hire him as an assistant coach. And teach him how to play defense. You think Mark Jackson could be a GM? Mm, I think it'd be better as de- developing players than being a GM. Well, is that part of the game? It's more of a, like, GMS, scouting. GM really is just scouting and picking players, and the coach got to develop them. So that's really up to the coaches how they how they use them. Yeah, I say my my thing is Mark Jackson and Patrick Ewing for front office. There we go. Yeah, like I agree with that. Pick, pick a team. Pick, pick and choose. If Mark Jackson could, could find Curry and – 
do what he did for the Golden for Golden State. And Thompson. He can yeah, and, and Thompson and if if he can do that, he can be a GM and find us good players. And then you got one of the best, like I said, one of the best scoring shooting centers in the history of the league, top fifty players of all time, and Patrick Ewing. As your coach, you kinda have to show him respect. Yeah. I, I say just I at this point yeah, nothing else to lose. My, I have I have my Trump. Yeah. What what do you got to lose? Oh, what are you gonna do? African Americans, what do you got to lose? <laughs> what, what, what is it? Just lose? vote for me. What, 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 Give it a shot. It can't get any worse, right? Yeah. Oh they got really worse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well that's we're gonna end the show from there. Uh, you can follow us on the Slam City Facebook page and Twitter account at Slam City on 360. You can follow me at Morning 10. At Jeremy EPS. At MR And at the Big Dunk PC website. Because there can only be one. See you next week. <laughs>